0: Welcome to Kilgallen's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to sit down and drink with people, uh, people of all different backgrounds, but mostly comedians so far, and we just you know, try to recreate that bar conversation that we all know and love. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at Kilgallen's Pub, give myself a follow, that's at Joe Kilgallen, I'm also on Instagram under that name, I'm Joe Kilgallen on everything. My website's JoeKillgallon.com. there you'll find my tour dates, uh, got a lot of shows this summer, pretty much staying in Chicago through the summer, because... When you live in the city of Chicago, nine months of the year, you fantasize about nice weather. So now that the weather's finally here, it makes no sense to go trotting all over the goddamn country. You know what I mean? Got to stay here. Got to stay in, in, uh, in the windy city, which is not really even that windy, and, uh, and have myself a good old time. You know, I've got a lot of uh, festivals. It's always a festival. Every neighborhood does their own little thing where they, they shut down a few blocks and they uh, overcharge people for beer, but you're outside and you're just happy to be outside, so it's fine. My problem with these street fests, though, or any kind of block party or just, you know, any kind of get-together where there's a chance you might run into people you haven't seen in a long-ass time. Do you guys identify with that? You know what I mean? Where you see this person, you're like, oh, my God, what's it been? Like 10 years since I've seen you? It's been so long. And you're like, yeah, there's a reason for that. I didn't really like you that much a decade ago, and I can't imagine anything has changed in your life that's going to make me go, you know what? Boom, back at the top of the list. You're in the rotation, my friend. You're, you're, you're number five on people who I'm going to text on Friday nights. No, it's not going to happen. And and then it's like they don't take the hint. You know what I mean? Although I say this, and I actually ran into a couple of people I liked <laughs> that I hadn't seen in a long time. A little different, but I still, I, I see it. I've had that at, at these festivals. Because uh, Chicago, even though it's the third biggest city in the United States of America, it still has this very... Village feel to it, very towny feel in the sense that every neighborhood kind of has that pretty decent section of the population of people that were born and raised in that neighborhood. They've been there their whole lives and everyone knows each other's cousin and whatnot, despite the fact that this city has about 3 million people. So I'll see that. And if you're a lifelong Chicagoan, you know people like that in almost every neighborhood. Not every neighborhood, but in, in much of the city. And I can't deal with that sometimes. I, I spot them from across like the street. I go, oh, what what did I know you, briefly, when I was 16, shit, all right, cool, yeah, things are good, how are are you, oh, that's interesting, it's not interesting, oh, cool, yeah, well, you you tell them I said hi, I don't fucking care if you tell them I said hi, yeah, you know, oh, sure, of course I miss them, I don't miss them at all, like, stuff like that, where it's like, and I I feel like I'm the only one sometimes, or maybe I was just so damn cool back in the day that people are excited to see me, I don't know, I feel like I'm being an ass a little bit, but it's weird. I'm like, how, how are you pumped right now? I could see if we're walking right by and we make eye contact. Then it's like a, Oh dude, what's up, man? How, how's it going? How's the mom? You know, stuff like that. But if I feel like I see certain people and they, they, they can't wait. They make a beeline, all sorts of like just dumb questions. And then they're almost surprised to hear that I'm not hanging out with the old gang. There's a couple people from grade school that I, I talk to every now and then. and Is there a couple? Not even. Maybe, maybe there's a few. talk to my own buddy, Mike Martinez, every now and then. He Instagrams me Cub Stuff. He lives in San Diego. Uh, my friend Chris Sorensen will like each other's stuff. I don't know why I'm giving them full names. My buddy, Michael Peckle, he's a year ahead of me, though. Uh, but, like, I'm probably missing some people. Anyway, if, you, if I went to grade school with you, and we still keep in touch, whether it be like Facebook likes and stuff, you're cool. I'm not talking about you. I'm not even talking about grade school people in general. I'm talking about like the friend of a friend who you didn't like, but you were like part of that group where you saw them enough where you had to be like, if you saw them at a Walgreens, you had to be like, oh, yeah, cool, man. No, yeah, dude, we'll catch up. Yeah, I'll probably see you Saturday night. No, I haven't, talk- I haven't talked to him yet, but... Yeah, I'm assuming something... Yeah, do it all the time. Every, every weekend, it's the same shit. Yeah, we'll probably... All right. Okay. Have a Fucking die. No, I mean, I didn't say that. No, have a good one. No, have, I said have a good one. People like that, man. It's a little bit too much. All right. I didn't mean to, didn't mean to start ranting up for, right up top like that, but I feel like I had to. Well, because this week is another Drinking Solo podcast. I did that about four episodes ago, and I'm doing it again because of another unfortunate event I was supposed to have a friend on. And uh, he was going to get another dude on, and it was going to be really cool, but that other dude, who I don't know that well, but I've met a few times, but, but he's got crazy stories. So I was like, "Oh yeah, let's, let's have some beers with this dude." Uh, his dad died, so that sucks. Um, happened late Monday, and you, know, you guys listening to this on Wednesday. I was, so I was supposed to record on Tuesday, and then I was like, no, I don't obviously he's not going to. He just, his dad just died, but then my buddy's like, you know, they're like best friends, so he had to kind of be there for his friend. And then it was just I had two shows last night at the House of Blues. Thank you to everyone who came out to those. Thanks to James Allen Camp and uh, Chris Trenny who who runs it. They're good dudes there. So yeah. So now I'm, I'm just going to do a solo podcast because I still I still want to podcast with you guys. I Still want to talk to you every week. Um, I plugged the social media. I did that. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to be more professional up top where I, I hit my little checklist of all the things I need to say up top. Uh, I want to thank everyone again who's been listening. If you've been uh, you know following us on Twitter following me telling your friends about the podcast that really means a lot subscribe on itunes does go a long way Uh, i've got a lot of great feedback from the last episode episode 17 this is episode 18 episode 17 featured comedian chelsea no chelsea hood was a couple before that uh comedian sarah perry i'm getting my female comics mixed up they're all the same they all look alike they all talk alike and then I had a manager of the Laugh Factory, Brian Morton. And that was a really fun podcast. I definitely recommend going back to listen to that. The beautiful thing about Kill Gallons Pub is you could go back and listen to all the episodes because they all stand alone. They're not like time sensitive. Rarely do we get into current events because I feel like a lot of current events are boring and you get it from all over the place. Isn't that the thing now? You go on social media in the morning, which by the way, I don't do anymore. And I highly recommend you guys doing it. It's been a life changer where... It used to be I'd wake up and grab my phone right away and just start scrolling while still in bed. You know, still groggy, crappy morning breath, morning wood, you know, just the trifecta. And, and I'm like, what am I doing? Because it, it, starts, it starts your day in this weird funk. Even if you've got a happy timeline where you're like, everyone I follow on Twitter and Facebook is cool as hell, so I actually enjoy it. That's cool, but you're still putting your brain in this state of reacting. You're reacting to this. You're reacting to that. You're, you know what I mean? So I don't, I don't feel like that's healthy. I feel like it's kind of a stupid thing to do, and I'm guilty of it. I'm not saying you're stupid if you do that, but I'm guilty of it too. It's just such a something we grab for. Checking the email, you know, I don't know if checking the emails is bad because that's different. If you work and your your email is important to you, I, I get reaching over to your phone to check that in the morning because you might have gotten something important where you're like, oh damn, cool. All right, I got I got this meeting now at nine. I got to get ready for. It. What is that world like, by the way? I have not been a part of that world where you have meetings in the morning like corporate at a, at a big fancy table, those type of meetings. They provide donuts, though, I think. So that's got to be pretty nice. Corporate perks right there. You get some pastries in the morning. But, yeah, you can't. It's just I feel. I feel try it. Listeners of Kill Gallons Pub, my fellow uh, scumbag barheads. I don't know. I was trying to. My other podcast, Communion's Talking uh, Baseball, we were trying to come up with a cool nickname for the people who listen to it. You know, like people who are fans of the Grateful Dead, they're called Deadheads. I, I don't know. You guys don't need a nickname. You guys are just awesome. Uh, I'm drinking um, this bullet bourbon right now because I'm out of beer in the home. Recording this live from my basement this week. I want to thank Mike Crowley, by the way, for filming us last week at the Laugh Factory. We'll be back doing that next week. I think a lot of people like that. I think the video aspect of it's pretty cool. He does great work. He's got a movie podcast you should check out. I will definitely tweet that out, that link or whatever. Um I can't exactly remember the exact name of the podcast. I feel bad now because I told him I was going to plug it. But that dude's amazing. And if you're a local comic in Chicago uh, and you need some video work done, I think he's your guy. So anyway, as I was saying, uh, I've been really um, into doing the podcast. And I, I you know, just want to reiterate, big thanks to everyone who's been checking it out. Uh, you go back to listen to the last ones and all that stuff, like I was just saying. You can, um, if you really want to help the podcast out, just subscribe. Brian Morton said a cool thing at the end of last week's podcast where... He was saying that you could uh, uh, just grab your friend's phone, open up their podcast app, and click click subscribe. If I could say that less stupidly. Uh, Is stupidly a word? He did that stupidly? I don't even know if that's a word. That doesn't sound right. Stupidly? Ah, shit. See, that's why you need someone else to tell you when you're being an idiot. So I apologize, guys, for not having a guest this week, because you're going to have to hear me ramble like a dum-dum. But I'm here for you. Oh, I was saying about checking your phone in the morning and, and how we don't really talk politics on this. Politics comes up every now and then. There's been a few little chunks of it here or there. But like I've said before, you get it from everywhere. You don't need to get it from here. Um, and I'm not one of those people who's like don't talk religion and politics. No, we'll talk religion and politics. I let it happen naturally, but I don't. Um, I'm just saying that for the aspect of going back and checking out previous episodes, they all stand alone. You, you could do that. All right, I think I'm going to do a little fun thing um, toward the end of this podcast. Often I'll ask my guests questions but I never answer them myself. So I might, if you guys have been following the podcast, I'll do like three dumb questions, three random questions. You know, when you're in bars, people are always like asking stupid-ass questions. And um, I've never actually answered them, I don't believe. So I think I'm going to have to answer a few of those. I don't know if I'm going to answer them all. I'm going to have to save some for, uh, for later. Doing a little, the little tease here, they call it, in the world of radio. But I also got to thank uh, the iTunes uh, reviews I tell people, if you write me a review on iTunes, I will read it out loud on the podcast. So, big thanks to 81 Cordillera. Cordillera? Cordillera? C-O-R-D-I-L-L-E-R-A. -I I think that's it. You know, any words that end in vowels, whether it be Spanish, Italian, or what's the third one? What was the third Romance language? Spanish, Italian, French? I feel like French is slightly different. Spanish, Italian, Romanian... I don't know. Any of those languages, I feel like I screw up often, the way I pronounce them. I'm a very white boy with my Spanish words. Anyway, uh, North Sider, he uh, writes as the, uh, the title of the post. He must be a North Side of Chicago listener, which is cool, man. Uh, it's great because you never know where each episode is going or when the conversation can turn. Also, the last 30 minutes are always a total shit show once the booze sets in. It's exactly like a night out at the bar with your buds. So thanks there, 81 Cordillera. I think I said that right. Uh, for the review, five-star review, I really appreciate it. Uh, you guys, please do the same thing. Right, click that five stars and write like a little something something. doesn't even have to be more than a few words. Just write awesome podcast." All right, Joe has uh, a very nice voice for someone who sounds completely uneducated. You know, stuff like that makes me feel good. All right, uh, what's going on in the world? If you guys are sports fans, Major League Baseball's all-star game, see, now I'm being time-sensitive, was last night. And I'll tell you this, man, I didn't get to watch it, which sucks. But then every highlight I've seen, the camera work was brutal. So I'm not even going to talk about the game. The American League won. They've been dominating for a long time now. And I think my cousin brought this up as a joke. He goes, I think the National League's won twice in my lifetime, and he's like 30. And he might not be wrong. I think overall the NL still has the leader. Maybe the American League overtook him. Doesn't matter. But the camera work was shit. And I don't understand that. I don't get they try to do these fun camera angles where it's like, ooh, looks like you're on the field. And they do this one if you're a baseball fan where it's behind the umpire, like directly behind home plate. It's the shittiest camera angle. Because when the batter hits the ball, you're not really sure how hard he hit it or where it's going. And if the pitcher breaks off a nasty curveball, you don't get to see the drop or anything like that. If anyone out there works in like camera work for anything television related, if you could pass this along, tell anyone, whether it's Fox, ESPN, MLB Network, NBC Sports, whoever, CBS, stop with the shitty camera angles. Stop trying to reinvent the camera angles. They're dumb. Okay? Because there's a reason we've all had the standard camera angles forever. And yet these last few years, everyone's trying to be like, whoa, wouldn't it be cool if we did it this way or that way? I know the NFL did like the Madden camera angle, and a lot of my friends were jacked up about that. But get this. I haven't played Madden in a really long time, so I wasn't jacked up about that camera angle. You know, the camera angle where the quarterback goes back, and you see like the receivers start to do their routes. Click wide to hit the guy guy over there, and this guy's doing a curl, and this guy's doing a hitch. I haven't played that game in a long time. So, no, I'm not that fan of that camera angle. Show it from the 50-fucking-yard line wide so I could see the whole damn play. Major League Baseball, center field shot just off center so I could see if the guy's throwing some nasty sliders that day. And when the guy hits the ball, I know, oh, fuck, he crushed that one. Here comes a bat flip. I do like that the young stars in Major League Baseball now are starting to get a little bit more showboaty, I suppose. Bat flips are coming back, all that stuff. And I know there's always some old school guy where it's like, I'll play the game the right way, all that. Screw that shit. They're playing a sport for a living supposed to be fun. Bring the fun back. And then the other side of that, someone's going to say, well, what's that teaching young kids? That they're, they're more into playing for themselves than they are friendly for the team? Okay, of course not. It's a different thing. Because if you notice, most of these guys that are like dudes who like to throw the bat in the air and have fun on the field, they've got their teammates' backs. I'm not saying you should teach seven-year-olds to do a bat flip, although that would be a badass seven-year-old, though, man. For real. But I, I, I will have to say this, though. You could teach kids how to play the game the right way, but also keep it loose, keep a fun atmosphere. If you don't want them flipping the bat at the grade school and high school level, I get that. But once these dudes make it to the show, once they've earned it, hell yeah, they should celebrate. You know, that's what I think is cool about, um, like people from the age of like eighteen to forty nowadays. I'll push it up to forty. I'm thirty three. Is that they're starting to look back at like how stiff things used to be. Once you have something to compare it to, because I feel like a lot of where people get their views on sports comes from their dads and their grandfathers, which of course, you know, I'm not knocking that. I, I love talking sports with my dad. It's a big thing we talk about, but he's still very old school in some stuff. Although even he's turned the corner. He was a big fan of Cam Newton because he said Cam Newton always looks like he's having fun. He said, like, I like guys who look like they're having fun. I go, yeah, exactly. Great. But I think he comes from the school in baseball where it's like you hit a home run and you watch it, expect to get drilled the next time up. See, I'm torn on that a little bit. If you really disrespect the guy, it's like over the top. I'm okay with the pitcher throwing, you know, throwing a little high and tight. But then a lot of people now will say, why don't you strike the guy out the next time? And I'm also a fan of that too. See, I'm torn. I think I like the high and tight because it's a little bit like, hey, fuck you. You know what I mean? Which anyone who knows me knows I like a good old-fashioned fuck you. So I think it goes both ways. I think if you're going to flip the bat in the air and dance a little bit, don't get mad when he throws a little high and tight. I mean, I don't know. You don't want to hit a guy in the head. That's, these guys throw 99, 100. It's, that's a little stupid. But if you want to throw one into his kidney, sure. You know what I mean? Make him pee a little blood. Let him know where you're at. I'm okay with that. Totally works. What's that line in the movie? Bull Durham. You want to announce your presence with authority? I'm into that a lot, actually. But I also think if a pitcher, hey, sometimes guy rocks one off you. He enjoys the show. Tip your hat. Try to strike them out the next time. And then when you do strike them out the next time, you know what you do? You do that solid fist pump. Or do whatever celebration you want to do. There's no real cool thing for a pitcher. There's no glove. You can't can't strike a guy and flip your glove in the air. You look like a freaking eight-year-old who just won a game. That's stupid. I guess they just got the fist pump. They could kind of get jacked. Um, I would just do the DX suck it. You know what I mean? I would just do one of those. Point to the cup. Is that too macho for some people? I don't know. Maybe. But I, I would do a little something. See it in all sports like that, though. Football, you got the touchdown celebrations. People enjoy that. They're bringing that back a little bit. I feel like a lot of these other sports are getting a little bit younger, where they're like not younger in age. I mean, the athletes there's always young stud athletes, but like in the fact that they're aiming towards a younger audience, knowing that millennials and the generation below it, and even somewhat of the generation above, like to see people enjoying themselves. Like if I were a professional athlete, every day I'd have a big smile on my face. I mean, obviously, if you have a bad game, you're going to feel like shit about it. But you know, also, here's a little tip to people: delete old tweets. There's a there's a pitcher uh, who got exposed as being like this racist moron. Uh, to just tweeted the most, he's tweeted the n-word several times. Tweeted, I hate gay people. Josh Hader is his name, Milwaukee Brewers reliever. How is it now? And he's only 24, and he said he, these tweets from when he was like 17. But even so. With all that's gone on in the world the last few years, and look, I'm glad, I'm glad when assholes get exposed, great, but how do you not, as soon as you're like, oh, I just got called up to Major League Baseball, how is someone near you not like, dude, we got to go back and look through some tweets here. This internet's kind of forever, this whole thing, so let's come over some stuff here. We might want to do some editing, some deleting. Hell, I might just delete my Twitter altogether and then to restart a new one some of these kids you forget like there's like 24 year old stud athletes who are now you know playing professional nhl mlb nba nfl whatever and they still have like embarrassing like freaking handles like if i came up if the if twitter came up when i was like right now my my, my a my aim aol instant messenger you guys remember that it shows you how old i am was jk 692 suite sweet the two sweet was because nw of black and red big wolf pack guy that's where the two sweet comes from the 69 comes from being fucking awesome and then the jk is my initials so it's jk 69 too sweet i thought that was a good name that was a big thing in like the late 90s early 2000s what was your uh, screen name gotta have a cool screen name i feel like every other girl i knew in high school was like irish cutie pie irish Gale. this I, like i knew a lot of irish chicks i think my wife was like irish cutie pie 11 or something not positive but yeah you know, all stuff like that i'm trying to think of what good ones in my head my my one friend was pedro seven i n l which meant his dick was seven inches long and uh look that's that's above average it's a good dick right there but why why give the exact number as a high school kid out don't you want that surprise don't you want that little bit of like ooh, hello instead you're throwing that out there and it's expected you know, you're you're doing a spoiler alert for your own your own package. That's stupid. You gotta you gotta play it modest, young men out there. I think women appreciate a modest dude. I don't know how gay dudes do it. Are they just completely upfront? When gay guys are hitting each other at a bar, they're just like, "Yeah, I'm rocking an eight inch dong." Oh, cool. I'm a little smaller, but don't worry, I make up for it in other ways. Alright, that's fine. I'm not judgy. Do they they have conversations like that? I think lesbians probably have it the best. You know. Because it's not, I don't know, because I, I, I don't know too many lesbians who are like, I need big tits. I don't know guys who are like that either. Cause that, that's, a, that's not really a thing anymore. I mean, I know that, look, you like looking at them, but I've never heard a guy say, like, oh, I got to have them big. Because there are, there are gorgeous women out there who don't have, who are like, you know, non existent. And then there are super ugly women who have them huge. It goes, you know, I don't get people of specific types. I've never had a specific you know, blonde, long legs, I don't, I like them all. I like them big. I like them small. I like them all. I don't, I don't care. As long as you're, as long as you're beautiful, not, it's not that looks are the only thing that matter, obviously, as long as you're a cool person. I'm talking about purely being attracted to someone. Meaning like if you're driving in your car, you look out the window. Are you like, oh, I'd bang that, that split second, which every human being has. I hate it when every now and then you meet some freaking world beater who thinks they're such a, oh, I'm so good and pure. I, I, only, I don't even judge people based on looks. It's all about what's inside. Well, yeah, no shit. If you're going to be in a relationship with someone, spend the rest of your life with someone, of course you're going to care if they're a decent person and your, your personalities clearly are more important in that sense because you, you want to be able to talk to this person. You, you want to think they're kind, all that kind of stuff, make, make you laugh. I'm talking about that pure first minute I see you, that first like, oh yeah, I'm into that. Like that split second, everybody has that. What kind of person would be looking out their car going, hmm, I wonder if they read a lot. Like that's, that's freaking serial killer shit right there. Looking at someone and being like, hmm, I wonder if they recycle. Like your first thought is, yeah, okay, all right, I like, I like what you're throwing down. Got a lot on your fastball today. I'm into that. You know, that's your first. And then after that, then you get to know them a little bit. And then, you know, after you have a conversation, you're like, well, this person's awful. I've had that. I think everyone's had that, right? Where you meet someone, you're thinking, oh man, they're amazing. Because of their looks. And then you talk to them and you're like, amazingly dull. This is, this is bad. You're just a shit person. My one buddy was telling me about that. Some, some girl he met where and I remember him showing me a picture. She was an absolute 10. But then it was, uh, yeah, he went on her Facebook profile. This was like a while. It was probably like 10 years ago. And this was back when people like put their religious views and political views. And it was all the opposite of him. And it was hilarious. Down to the sports team. That was the funniest, too. It was like, I think like uh, religious views, it was something like, um, I can't remember. Was he an atheist or was she? Doesn't matter. And then political views was like, fuck Obama, and he liked Obama. This was like, oh, wait, right? Right when like Obama... I think Obama was running, maybe? And then uh, under like sports teams, it said like, diehard Chicago White Sox. And he's like, fuck that. I can't. I remember laughing being like, religious views, political views, you still would have been... You still probably would have followed up and dated and had a couple dates, right? He's like, well, yeah, you saw her. But then the sports team was like, nope, can't do it. And I'm on board with that. I agree with that. I don't understand that at all. I, I, I don't get how people can marry someone who roots for different teams than you do i guess i don't know see i'm talking myself out of i've been doing that a lot lately where i say something that i think is yeah here's a statement and then i give it a second and i go "Mm." it depends so like say you live in it's got to be a rival I'll i'll rephrase that now i'm a diehard cubs fan i think you all know that by now if I were, my wife's a Cubs fan too, but say I married her and she was a Colorado Rockies fan. So I, so I met the woman in my dreams and she likes the Rockies. I wouldn't care. I would have still married her. But if she were a Chicago White Sox or St. Louis Cardinals fan, which are the Cubs' two big rivals, Brewers now thrown into that mix, monkey Brewers, I would not be able to marry her. Because I would think to myself, what happens when we have kids? I'll tell you what happens when you have kids. Say you got a boy or a girl, it doesn't even matter. Your side of the family is getting them cute little cub stuff. then her dad's like, ooh, I got, him a, I got him a little Cardinals onesie. And you're like, no fucking son of mine is wearing a St. Louis Cardinals onesie. And it's like, whoa, 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 I'm the grandfather. I'm like, I don't give a shit what you are, all right? And, and then it's, it's, it's a whole thing. And then how could, you, how could you go on? That's a major... I think you could get over marrying someone who has different religious views than you way easier than a different sports team. Because that's the stuff that you... Come baseball season, that's, that's 162 games. Even if, you're, even if you go to church once a week, you don't go 162 times and 162 weeks in the year. So yeah, I could definitely, I could get over different religion or different political views might be tougher the way things are going these days. Although it'd be nice to hear about a couple that loves each other. I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat, and they make it work. That'd be, that'd be nice. Maybe a real sweetheart of a story there. All right, I'm going to keep this tight, though, for you, which is nice because the last one went a little long, and maybe you guys are still catching up on those previous podcasts. By the way, we're also on Stitcher, Laughable, which is a cool app you could download, which has all the comedy podcasts from all the best comedians across the planet, Google Play, and soundcloud and of course itunes again write that review i can't stress that enough i really appreciate that uh what's up and if you're in chicago at all hit me up because i've got shows i produce Comedians you should know which is the best show that's tonight wednesday night and i i'm also at the laugh factory regularly and they're really gracious there they let me um have nice nice little guest list so um yeah i'm all I'm, I'm usually all around the chicago area for the whole summer and then in the fall in september i got some road dates so i'll keep you tuned up on that I'm planning a little mini tour where I'm going through, I'm working on a date in Cleveland. So Cleveland listeners, look out for that. So I'll have to have some cool Cleveland people on the podcast. I'll have to take the podcast to the road. And then I'll be in Grand Rapids, Michigan at some point too, doing Dr. Grins, which is a great comedy club there. All right, the questions, the questions. Um, Let me take a sip of my bullet bourbon here. I'll take a see. It's, it's called Frontier Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. I need some more um, alcohol recommendations, guys. If you have any cool like stuff that you're like, this is pretty underground. You might dig this. Throw them at me. <sighs> Not bad. Not bad at all. It goes down smooth, baby. I like that. Not like a bullet at all. Bullet you expect it to be rougher. Actually, the aftertaste kind of gets you for a second there. Eey. I just shaved my face right before the podcast, so if I'm filming this on my iPhone, uh, that's why I'm all red and blotchy. I waited too long. I let the beard grow for and I got this audition for a TV show thing, and then I got a call back, and the role was older than I am. I was to play a 40-year-old. It said 40 is the character, and I am not in my 40s. I'm 33, but they saw me audition for one part. Which was 30s. And then they asked me, they'd give me a callback, which a callback's the next step right before getting it. You go for the initial audition, then they call you back in because they're trying to like narrow the field. And then from there, that's when you find out if you get it or not. And ah, damn, I like my audition, the callback, but I did not get it. Uh, and they never even tell you you don't get it. It's no, hey, sorry, we're going a different direction. You just figure it out. You're just, okay, it's been three days. I know I've not gotten it. That's clear to me now. Because you usually find out the next day. Sometimes later that day, depending on how early your audition was. Anyhow, so I grew the beard out trying to make myself look older because I'm at this point now at the age of 33 where I'm getting, I I think they're white hairs. I'm not even going to call them gray because they look very white. These white hairs are coming into my my little chin strap here when I grow that type of facial hair. Um, I usually like to just have a couple days shadow going. That's how I like to do it. But I'm like, you know what? To make myself look older, maybe I'll grow the beard out a little bit. And that audition was Friday. And so I figured, all right, if I don't hear by the end of Monday, I probably didn't get it. And then I I didn't hear. And today's, I shaved early Wednesday. And now my face is on fire. Uh, Because I switched to safety razors, which, guys, you could buy like the razor, like the thing that holds the blades for like 20 bucks. There might be some cheaper ones on Amazon, but you want one that's got some good weight to it. There's better ones that are way more expensive, too, from what I've seen. And then you just buy the blades and you just change them in and out. Better for the environment, and it's way cheaper. And to be honest, it's a better shave. Someone told me that, and I couldn't believe it. I'm like, nah. I've been doing Mach 5s, and I like that. And no, this is like a better shave. You got to be a little more careful because it's like a blade blade, and it's just a single one because you will cut yourself up a little bit. But I feel like way – this one might not be as cl- – cl- um, clean and close as I'd like to, because I think by the end, because it was like a beard, I was like, oh, I might need to switch this blade, but I think I could finish this one out. So the last few strokes weren't great. The last few strokes weren't great. And, and now I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know. So I highly recommend doing that. It's shaving sucks, man. I wish there could be like a nair for your face, but that'd be bad. You want to get laser hair removal from your face? Because then you're like, maybe I want to grow something out. I feel bad for women. Although the bush is coming back from what I've been gathering, my single friends are telling me that the the pube range is getting wider. So it's, it's getting, uh, it's getting there. So I, I'm not a fan to be honest with you, but then again, uh, I'm married and I'll never have to worry about coming across your hairy vaginas. So there you go. So let it, let it get wild. Do it, do what you got to do. You know, if you want, you want a wild terrain, go for it. Who am I to judge? I don't shave completely. I trim. I'll be honest with you guys. I've always been honest on this podcast. I have one little swig of whiskey and all of a sudden I'm telling you about my pubes, which I don't think anyone wants to hear about, but I'm going to tell you. Yeah, you're, you're going to hear it. So you turn off this podcast right now unless you want to hear about my pubes. Don't turn it off. Keep it going. I'll tighten the pube talk. No, I do. I, I trim, especially in the summer. I go, I go real well. I don't go completely because I'm kind of afraid. Uh, not that I'm afraid. I, I would go completely. Unt- I just like get, The ball skin is just different skin. It's, 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 it's the weakest skin on the entire body, which what a major design flaw that was huge design flaw. If God was a man that you'd make that skin like a turtle shell, it would be like that. I, I, I know it's got to breathe because it, it's the, the testicles are creating, you know, life sperm and not really creating life, but creating the ingredients for life. You could say it that way. That sounds sciency. But it's it's unbelievable how weak they are. Like my dog wags her tail like crazy. I walked by her tail, hit me in my right nut. And I thought I was going to pass out. It really, for some reason, there's some women who listen to the podcast, you're not going to be able to relate to. But if you ever want to get back at a guy, if some guy's being a dick to you, find a way to do this. The guys will know what I'm saying. Getting hit in one nut hurts way more than both for some reason. Way more. It's this whole thing where your brain is kind of like, what just happened? You can't really pinpoint the pain. And it's just like shock to your system. And then your left nut looks at your right nut going, what the fuck happened, bro? Why Why are you in pain? Am I going to be in pain next? Should I start freaking out too? It's it's a bad situation. So yeah, you know, women, if you want to get back at some dude, if you can find a way, to just flick the one nut. It, oh God, it hurts. I went to a high school where we had that for a stretch where people would do that little nut flip thing. I don't know why. It was hilarious for a little bit there, but then I got to a point where it's like, guys, this is not good, man. We need these nuts. We need these balls. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a dangerous area. I don't know why they made the skin so, so weak down there. You know, it's, it's like, it's not arm skin. It's not like that. You know what I mean? Like, say I had to shave my arm for something and I nicked my arm skin. I'd be like, oh, okay, no big deal. If I nick my, my ball skin, if I nick my sack, oh, I'm freaking the fuck out. Cause it's like, that's a, that's an area that will bleed my, my nutsack has never bled and it never will saying that right now. I'm sure there's some dudes out there. was like, yeah, I nicked my sack once. It's just a little blood. I don't even want to hear that story. You keep that shit to yourself. So yeah, with the shaving, I, I, I do a really good trim job. Um, yeah, I keep it cause especially in the summer, man, it's it so damn humid in this city. But yeah, the, the women, you got you to shave your legs completely. I guess you don't have to shave it every day. And in the winter, you could probably get away with some stuff. That's fine. I think it's, like, men will bang you anyway. That's, that's the funny thing. But then, you know, it's, you don't want to be the one person who's not shaving when everyone else is shaving. It'd be, feel weird. Body hair is stupid. I mean, it made sense when we were all cavemen. It's like, hey, I need to grow this hair to keep warm. No, we don't. I feel like there should just be some way to get rid of all the hair. You ever think of that? All right, uh, I'm going to ask myself some questions that I normally ask my guests. When I have guests on the podcast, I usually ask uh, three random and stupid questions, kind of. Um, I, keep, I try to keep them a little bit more where they're not quite as sophomoric. They're not, like, childish. They're not, like, you know, because sometimes when you hang with your buddies in a bar, you will say some stupid shit. Like, literally, you'll say, hey, will you eat this piece of shit for a million dollars? And the answer is always, no, God, I'd never do that. But I, I'll. here's the thing, though. When you get older, that's a question that when you were, like, a teenager... Remember those grade school, high school questions where it's, like... They're always homophobic in nature, too, because it was just different times back then where you'd be like, would you suck a dick for a million dollars? Hell no. What about a billion? Mm-hmm, no. And But a billion, you were allowed to hesitate, because that's a lot of money. But if you were, like, a million, yeah, I'd suck a dick for a million. Everyone would be like, this fucking guy's gay. Which is just stupid, obviously. But... It's funny because all that stuff, like before, would you, you know, do you eat shit? Would you pick up a piece of poop from the ground and put it in your mouth? As as a kid, you were like, for a million, hell no, I would need a hundred million. All this stuff, and you're like, oh yeah, that's fair, you know. But now that we're adults, I'm not saying I would do it. I definitely wouldn't because I, I, I'm not driven by money. But <laughs> it's funny to think about if that money stacked in front of you, like the World Series of Poker just wrapped up, and when the two guys were at the finals. Final table, just the last two. Which I love poker, by the way. If I, if I ever got that far, I think if I make the final table, I think everyone at the final table makes like about a million bucks. At that point, I'm playing reckless. I'm like, I, I'm just I'm a millionaire. I remember when the World Series of Poker was first taken off, and it was the first time. Because the first when Chris Moneymaker that 2003 when he won, that was the year it started to be re, it started to really blow up. Well, everybody was playing poker. Texas Hold'em was sweeping the nation, and his grand prize was a million dollars. Also, what a cool-ass name. Chris Moneymaker and your professional poker player. Damn. I know we've all heard it before. It's like that Seinfeld episode uh, where the, the library cop's name is Bookman. Kramer's like, that's like an ice cream man named Cone. I don't know why I made Kramer sound like the Jewish character on the show. He's not. Anyway, uh, that year the grand prize was a million in 2003 for Moneymaker. Then I remember a few, four, only maybe five years later, I think it was like 07, 08, the whole final table was a million bucks. And I remember when the final table, when they got down to the final nine and they all got to the table and they're all sitting down, one guy looked around and said, congratulations, fellas. We're all millionaires. And they all kind of had this like, yeah. Even though a couple of the guys at the table, I think like Dan Harrington, he had been, he's like, I'm already a millionaire. Maybe the one or two other guys were like, yeah, i do this for a living too, man. Or everyone else was like, I want an online thing. And that's where I am. But on the, on the World Series of Pokemon, there's the final two. They had this big, huge stacks of like $8 million on the table. You mean to tell me, average person listening to this, Actually, all the people listening to this aren't average; they're extraordinary because they listen to this podcast. What's up? How you doing, girl? If you, if someone said they put the money in front of you, here's five million. Let's just do five million, and you see it; it's right there. And they pick up a turd off the ground and say, "You got to take a bite. Don't eat the whole thing; just a bite, and you got to swallow that bite." Do you do it for the five million? I think you do. I think you do. I think when you're a kid, you're like, no, because you still have this belief that I'll be a millionaire for doing the things I do. And now that you're, you know, in your late twenties, thirties, and you're thinking, you know, I got 40,000 worth of student loans. I'll probably do it for the 40,000 worth of student loans. Can I just, cause it, it, you take the bite of the shit. You have to be feel, fu- I think it's more the humiliation factor with that. That's why a lot of people are like, no, I want to do it. Cause you'd be humiliated. People would, for the rest of your life, be like, this guy literally eats shit. You eat shit. But then again, if you had $5 million, you would no longer hang out with the person who would give you a hard time for it. As a matter of fact, anyone around you would be kissing your ass immediately. <laughs> you'd, you'd make the five million from swallowing one piece of shit, and then you could pay someone a million to lick your assholes as that shit comes out because you'd be that rich. All right, that's a fucking weird little... That, that, okay, you know what? That was a question I asked. What's your revenge fantasy, which I didn't get the answer from last week, but there's my revenge fantasy. Making someone eat my own shit for having wronged me. I could come up with a better revenge fantasy than that. Maybe I'll think one, um, Think a little bit deeper into it. The main question I ask every week is, how did you lose your virginity? And guess what? I'm not going to answer that one. Not because I'm holding anything back, but I'm saving that for something else. Because my virginity story is an absolutely crazy one. Trust me on that. It's a story with many layers. Number two, the question number two that I was going to ask last week was, what talent do you wish you had? And would you trade your current talent for? So my current talent is stand-up comedy i not going to say podcasting, although I feel like I'm getting much better as a podcaster. Although today I've been a little tongue-tied. Uh, got a little bit of a dry mouth going on right now, and the whiskey probably didn't help. I'd like to take another sip real quick, if you don't mind, everybody. Ah, just a nice little swig there. This is a good one. It's 90 proof, too. Mm, not messing around, these bourbon these bourbon boys. Uh yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna stumble over my words and stuff. Want to take another sip of whiskey? All right. Uh, what talent? So uh, stamp comedy—that's my number one. I also act a little bit, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm a fantastic podcaster, like I was just alluding to. But would I trade stamp comedy for another talent? I mean, I would. Yes, I would definitely trade it to be a professional baseball player. That was my first love, and. Uh, And number two, I've been thinking about this lately. You know what? I take that back. I love stand-up comedy, actually. I absolutely love it. And I was joking with someone saying, I can't sing a lick. Everyone, I have the worst voice, which is a bummer because I love singing. I sing around the house. I sing in my car. I I often, I think that's what I love about comedy is it is kind of rock star in a way. Although I do get jealous because, man, fucking there's no music videos for comedy. I was watching this cool-ass music video from... Who was it from? I can't even remember who now. And they all looked awesome. And it was just like their song going to them doing different cool shit. And I was like, damn it, man. There's nothing like that in comedy. You can't hear my joke playing while you see me like driving the Batmobile and, and doing all sorts of weird stuff. Like the Foo Fighters always have weird videos that are kind of fun. No, that doesn't work with helicopters going overhead. Wearing sunglasses at night. No, you can't, I can't pull that off. That's the thing I think comedians are most jealous of. Of musicians, musicians are the only people in the world who get to dress like just complete. They look like assholes. I mean, it's if anyone you knew, say your friend who just works as an accountant or something. Um, by the way, I don't mean to say accountant like it's negative. My cousin's an accountant. It's a good job. I just it was just the first job that popped in my head. Because it starts with the letter A. If he started wearing like leather pants and like some sort of mesh shirt, you'd be like, "What are you doing? Like, why are you dressed that way?" Wear jeans or some slacks. And you can wear fun t-shirts on the weekends. But at work, you don't dress this way. You know? But rock stars... If rock stars were wearing khakis and a collared shirt, unless the whole band does it, it's kind of like their thing. Even then, it's stupid. Rock stars are allowed to just dress like complete. Like they, I feel like like they just... Go to a thrift store, they don't, well, the cooler ones do, but the ones that get a bunch of money, they go, you know what, I want a shirt from that section, I want pants from there, and let's just throw some glitter in the air, and I'll walk underneath and whatever sticks, that's what I'm going to do on stage tonight. And then people want to bang them. And then the average person's like, this is ridiculous. I've never gotten the 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 fact that jocks I guess, which I hate the labeling stuff, but like dudes who are like meathead guys in high school hate the dudes in high school who are like in bands and and in theater and stuff like that. Because it's like, dude, you're gonna end up looking up to them in a few years. You already currently do. You know, I remember like what was the big band like when I was a senior in high school? Fall Out Boy. They were like really popular. They're from Chicago too. I wasn't really into them, but I mean, I, I actually I got kind of more into them a decade later. Not like into them, but to the point where I'm like, yeah, they got some hits. I'll admit that. I've always got a couple songs that I like. They got a few hits there. Um, but I was never like into them, into them. Anyway, I had friends who were super into them. I'm like, look at all these kids. If, if you went to the same high school with them, you wouldn't be, in the, You're in, like not all my friends, but certain ones, you're like, oh, you're kind of a dick. You wouldn't have been nice to that kid. He wears mascara. You'd have been an asshole. Meanwhile, he's killing it in his garage, and now his album just went double platinum. So I think you got to be nice to everybody. I don't understand people not being nice to everybody. Be good to people, and they'll be good to you. How about that? All right, next question. What would my last meal be before I died? Man, I think this is a question for every person, that if you ask them at different times of their life, they give you a different answer. I tell people that my all-time favorite food is Honey Nut Cheerios. A big bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios, I think, always makes me happy. It's always consistent. It's always delish. It's always good. It's just, it's good. It reminds me of my youth, I think, because I was a big cereal kid. I'd have cereal like four times a day. I could live off cereal. I would have a breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then I had a time with French toast. I'm still a big French toast fan. Although I've kind of gotten off it a little bit because I'm older now and I'm trying to eat a little healthier. Although French toast isn't that bad for you. But now, speaking of healthy, though, this isn't healthy. I've been eating Italian beefs like crazy because I just discovered Jardinera, which I think I brought up like on uh Ed Towns episode of the podcast. It's like episode or something—I don't know. Look back at the one with that. Towns is a lot of fun too. They're all fun, but yeah, I started. I'm starting to get into uh, food that I didn't like when I was a kid. I was a really picky eater as a kid. Which some people say, "Oh, don't you feel bad about that because you're missing out?" No, I like it better now because I'm discovering food for the first time that everybody else is already over. You know, I got into sushi these last couple of years. I have friends who are like over it. I mean, they'll still like it, but they're not like thrilled or excited. I'm still excited when I go to like a new sushi place. Where I'm like, oh, I've never tried their shrimp, whatever, tempura roll thing. Cool, i like, this is great. Because you graduate. When you get into sushi, you start off with like a California roll, something basic, and then you move on. And that's what I'm getting with other foods, too. Getting into more spice. I've always liked kind of like a Cajun spice, but now I'm kind of like daring a little bit with some peppers. So that's more fun for me. Because there's always something new around the horizon where it's like, oh, I was one of those 12-year-olds who ate everything. Oh, really? Well, I had McDonald's and peanut butter, so fuck off. And now I get to experience new stuff where you're already kind of like bored and out of your, you know, you're dull. What's what's next for you, huh? You gotta like make up your own food. Those are the people who just like start eating grass at that point because it's just like, I already got all my flavor and now I'm just eating to survive. So my last meal, what would it be? I don't know, man. I might have to go. See, it was funny when I asked Chelsea Hood this question. She was trying to do like a five course meal. I don't think that's fair. I think you go three courses. So... I go appetizer, main entree, and then dessert. Appetizer, I think I got to go mozzarella sticks. Oh, no, 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 I take that back. Shrimp cocktail is my appetizer. Main entree, I mean, I had this steak at Mastro's once that was unbelievable, but I'm a blue-collar kid, so I got to keep it blue-collar. I'm going Italian beef which is very Chicago. If you're, not, if you're ever visiting Chicago, you've got to have it. It's like roast beef with Italian spices. It's very specific to us, kind of like a Philly cheesesteak is to Philly, although they, they have it everywhere, but it's probably not as good as if when you're actually in Philly. Italian beef, go spicy jardinier, dipped. That means you've got to dip it in the au jus. you got to baptize that bitch. And then I go side of cheese fries, and then I go uh, a nice cold Miller Lite. So like I said before. I'm just a simple blue collar kid, I like a nice cheap American domestic beer. Uh, unless it's winter, if it's winter, I'm going Guinness. Hopefully, I don't die in winter. Although, I guess you'd want to die in winter. Summer, you'd want to enjoy it. Can I get one last summer before I get killed here? And then uh, for dessert, it's like, do I go like some sort of ice cream from like the ice cream man? Because I heard the ice cream man go by the other day, and I got real excited about it uh i think i go snickers ice cream bar no i gotta go a big piece of cake give me a big chocolate layered cake that's how i'm gonna do it all right there's my last meal answer for you all right we're gonna keep the podcast tight this week only about 45 minutes here with you thanks everyone for listening to kill gallons pub like i said before follow us on twitter at kill gallons pub myself at joe kill gallon instagram Uh, like my Facebook page. It's just my name on everything. My website for uh, any dates. If you're in Chicago, I'm going to be touring again in the fall and review us on iTunes. It goes a long way. I really appreciate everyone listening. I love doing this podcast. I want to keep, I want to keep it growing. So, uh, thanks to all of you and, uh, cheers.